exciting news to report. Our event, Inspiring Prevention of Eating Disorders and Body Image Issues, is going online. This is an eating disorders training event for sufferers, mental health professionals, counsellors, nutritionists, dietitians, personal trainers, and anyone with an interest in eating disorders prevention. And it is now online, bringing people together, sharing a passion for change around these issues. It is an event to inspire, educate, and connect with like-minded others. So why do we need this event? We know that eating disorders are on the rise and many people in our culture experience devastating distress around body image. And as a result of this, so many people are desperately struggling with their physical health, mental well-being, and self-worth. And we know that the incidence of eating disorders exploded in the pandemic and we continue to experience the aftermath of this. And the Lancet Group recently published research in June 2023 revealing a 42% rise in eating disorders among teenage girls as a result of the lockdowns, with similar rates of self-harm in this demographic. We need change at grassroots level. We need to implement change in society, changing the narrative and helping people to find a newfound understanding around relationship with food, psychology and body image. So be part of this change. We have brought together experts in the field to inspire and educate around prevention of these issues. And it's gonna be a one day event on the 30th of September, 2023 online. We're gonna be having lots of talks and workshops, talking about the catastrophic impact of diet culture, looking at the early years as foundation for good mental health, talking about the hidden eating disorders with 85% of people not being underweight, looking at diagnosis, early intervention and support, talking about issues with men getting eating disorders too around muscularity, talking about improving body image and developing radical self-love, understanding a broader definition of health, intuitive eating principles, is sugar really the enemy, finding a healthy relationship with exercise and movement, dealing with diet culture, and lots more. So if you want to up-level your knowledge, be inspired, connect with others from all over the world and be part of this transformation, click the link in the bio of the show notes to get your ticket. Saturday 30th of September, see you there. Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. So today is me doing a bite-size-ish episode. And my full-length interview episode with my guest will be going out on Wednesday this week. So apologies the last couple of weeks. I have been a bit topsy-turvy with the podcast. But... um. Yeah, I'm modelling imperfection to you all (laughs) and, you know, hopefully you're still getting your content, but it's just a bit round the other way. But I should be back on track with my regular kind of pattern of recording with guest interviews at the weekend and Bite Size on a Wednesday from next week. Anyway, so today I want to talk about when you can't stop comparing yourself to others. So I think this is something that's all often massively problematic in eating disorder recovery, but also just generally in society. Um, I think it's something many, 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 many of us struggle with, and I think it's something that massively erodes self-esteem. Now, 
Comparing ourselves with others, I think as human beings, we're never going to stop doing that because we are social beings. We look to others almost unconsciously. When we meet someone new, we're kind of establishing how we compare to them, you know, in terms of like our rank, our level of attractiveness, and how we fit into a social hierarchy. And we might not be having really kind of conscious thoughts around those things, but it's something that we do as human beings. And I think low level comparison can inspire, it can support us maybe to be better, identify roles that we'd like to do, places we'd like to step into. However, it can be really toxic when we're constantly comparing ourselves, um, particularly as well when we often do that whole thing of comparing someone's life as seeing what's happening on the outside and you know, often on social media, seeing that perfected image not really knowing what's going on behind closed doors and we compare our inner world with someone else's outer world and then of course we are left feeling that we don't live up to our expectations and how we feel we should be. We're constantly feeling that lack and not good enough. Now I think the other thing as well with comparing, just comparing generally, particularly when we're doing it a lot when it becomes toxic, it really erodes self-esteem. And what it tends to do is it distances us from our fellow humans, because when we compare, we are either thinking, I'm superior to you, I'm better than you, or we're thinking, I'm inferior to you, I'm not as good as you. And I think often, if we're coming from that low self-esteem place, we're probably more likely to feel inferior and put the other person on a pedestal. But sometimes we might fleetingly feel superior but even if we feel superior, it tends to distance us from our fellow humans and actually, you know, we feel quite isolated and alone and disconnected. So we're trying to move more to a place of just thinking, I'm okay, you're okay, I have my strengths and weaknesses, you have your strengths and weaknesses and moving away from that comparing. And I know how this shows up in eating disorders. I know one of my clients who I was working with earlier this year um, was just very honest about how when she goes into, well, this is more historically because she was really massively working on change, but she was talking about when she went into new situations, her first kind of thing would be to check where she was in terms of the thin, thin you know, if she was thin enough basically compared to everyone else. And she said that thought would almost preoccupy her to the point where she wasn't really engaged in getting to know people. She wasn't really concerned about connecting with people. She was just concerned about being the thinnest and that making her feel safe, that making her feel superior. And she didn't want to be feeling like that anymore because she realized in a way that it was just massively distancing her from others. It was stopping her connecting. It was meaning that she was so preoccupied. Um, but I think, again, it's really helpful just to be able to acknowledge these things to ourselves and say it out loud because of, you know, we don't often want to be feeling, actually, the only way I can feel good about myself is to be thinner and then I can feel a bit superior and we can't be too hard on ourselves as well when we have those thoughts because we live in a culture which massively reinforces that and it's very very toxic but I think even just saying these things out loud we can kind of recognize actually that's not really in line with my values like connecting with people actually being able to form relationships um, is actually much more important than me being thinner than someone else Okay, so I'm going to talk about some different strategies for how to deal with comparisons and if you notice that you are someone who particularly compares themselves a lot. Okay, so number one is, if you're someone who compares yourself a lot to others, there are probably some real roots here with your insecurity 
And maybe as a child, you were compared a lot to others. Maybe you were compared with your siblings. Maybe you were compared with your friends. Now, I know as well, a lot of my clients, particularly who have been dancers and growing up in like um, a competitive environment when they're in front of the mirror a lot, when they're often being judged around their bodies, they are very vulnerable to comparing themselves a lot because it's been such a normal thing and something that the adults around them have done as well. Um, I'm thinking again, another one of my clients, I'm gonna call her Gemma, and she's brought up in a family where um, the aunts, her sisters, um, certain significant people in the family who were held in very high regard, who had a kind of very strong voice, their body shape was, they tend to be like taller, um, had darker hair, more boyish body shape. Whereas my client was um, sort of more petite, more curvy, blue-eyed, blonde hair, just looked very different from the kind of norm in that family. And as we were doing sort of therapy together, she began to realize in a way that she had always felt less than because she hadn't got this dark hair, she hadn't got the more boyish figure, she looked different from what was the normal for that family. And actually objectively, my client was a very attractive um, young woman, you know, like um, long blonde curly hair, blue eyes, but she just didn't fit into the aesthetic that the family really celebrated. So she began to realize that a lot of her body dissatisfaction was about comparing herself to other people in the family and feeling less than. I'm thinking about other clients where someone has been told frequently that, oh, you look just like your aunt or something, and the aunt is talked about unfavorably in terms of body image and in terms of character. Um, and again, that's been a real sort of trigger for body image. I can think of another client where her brother and sister were taken to child modeling um, when they were younger and she was never taken. And no one actually ever commented out loud about her body, but she very much kind of got the message in a way that your brother and sister are really, really attractive and they're always like celebrated for their appearance and actually you're not, you know, there's something unattractive about you. and. She felt very much, well, if I can't be the most attractive, then I need to be the thinnest. So I think it's really helpful to start to think about the roots of the comparisons because of it's highly likely that if you compare yourselves, compare yourself a lot with others, there may be some deeper roots to all of this. Time for a short advertisement break. Friends, does it seem like I'm okay until I'm stressed, then I can't stop eating. Am I ever going to stop binging? I just can't slow down or relax. I can't tell my hunger and fullness, even though I think I'm eating enough. I'm fine with food till something happens, and then I'm restricting or emotional eating or not buying groceries again. I surround myself with body positive pictures, wearing more comfortable clothes, but I still can't stand my body and I fear gaining weight. You don't lack knowledge, you might just not have felt a sense of safety inside you for recovery efforts to fully land. This means you might be living in chronic fight, flight, freeze or please, and you need new experiences of the threat responses softening that cause the eating and body image issues in the first place so the recovery can actually stick. If you're seeking the missing piece in your food, weight and health recovery journey, consider trauma-informed nutrition counselling with Tracy Brown and Associates. 
Tracy can be reached at www.tracybrownrd.com slash get hyphen started. That's www.tracybrownrd.com slash get hyphen started to learn how to shift what has been too much or not enough inside for food to feel easy. So number two, begin to raise awareness of when you are doing the comparisons because you're probably unconsciously comparing yourself multiple times per day and then you're like going down these rabbit holes of thought and not coming up for air and getting yourself in very toxic places. So just recognizing the habit is really, really helpful. So every time you notice yourself making a comparison, gently turn in a different direction and try to think about something else. Now, this isn't easy to do because of it's almost thinking, oh, I shouldn't be thinking about comparing. It's a bit like saying, don't think about the pink elephant in the room. And of course, all you can think about is the pink elephant. But actually, just starting to recognize how often you're comparing, noticing the habit, having that greater awareness, you'll begin to develop a different relationship to it. And that is very helpful. And you'll start to chip away a bit more. Okay. Notice as well where you are doing it. Um, so this is number three. Where are you doing it? Are you doing it on social media? Are you doing it um, maybe on Instagram or TikTok? I think sometimes we can spend hours, can't we, looking at different reels, going down rabbit holes, which are really, really unhelpful to us. So notice where you're getting caught. Also as well, like Facebook, sometimes another one. Like I think people often think, oh, not really on Facebook, but actually when they start to think about it, maybe they've already curated their social media feed, but then what they are doing instead is um, going on Facebook, looking at kind of family photos or old photos or zooming in on someone that they were at school with so many years ago and getting a bit fixated on certain people and making those comparisons. So that's just really one to look out for as well, because you might think, well, I've curated my social media feed. I've done really well here, but there might be other little sort of subtle things. It could be as well around particular people, particular friends, particular family members. You might find it in certain situations that you feel more vulnerable you're comparing yourself more often. And I think the first step with all of this is just to recognize it's happening and then just start to explore yourself, maybe through some journaling or self-reflection. Think about, you know, why is this happening? What is it about this situation? Or what is it about this person that's particularly triggering for me? Because actually, once you start to explore it and unpick it, you can start to make sense of it. And maybe it reminds you of something from the past or it's like a emotionally vulnerable spot for you. Okay, so the next one is number four, start to challenge some of these unfair comparisons as well. Now this is particularly perhaps even around body image because often what we will do is we will compare ourselves with particular people whilst unconsciously dismissing others. So for example, if you go to a party, you might just fixate on a couple of people who you compare yourself with and then you almost like just glaze over everyone else in the room. So you're kind of fixating in an unhealthy way or you might fixate on certain people on social media or certain celebrities. So you're kind of only looking at the world through this kind of slightly distorted, filtered lens. Now, what's really helpful is if you do go um, into town and you're sitting in a cafe, maybe you're just sort of looking at the different people walking past, 
if you look at everyone that walks past it, you will notice that people have really imperfect bodies. They are all ages and sizes. They look very different from the filtered and um, curated images that we see on social media and online. And so it's really helpful just to have this perspective really, just to look more realistically at the variety of different shapes and bodies and everything, everybody that walks past. So, and have a look as well at people walking past and notice, is it all about being really thin that makes someone look good? Is it about being perfectly groomed and looking amazing? Because I think often what makes people look good is more their energy, their style, their dress sense, their posture, their facial expression. It's much more, isn't it, than just how they physically look. So I think that's an important reminder as well because we can get so fixated on a certain aesthetic and that can be so limiting for us. And number five is focus on your own strengths. Now every individual has their own qualities and strengths. We all have our unique things we are good at. Now I think as well when we have the comparing lens on we're always going to find lack and it's hard to feel good. So say for example as a therapist I could look around me and think oh I'm not as young and as up to date with all the different therapy trends as other therapists or I haven't done lots of research like other therapists or do you know what I mean I could go down so many rabbit holes of thinking I am not enough and comparing myself but do I do that no I don't waste my time on that I focus on the things that I can do well and I know that I can form really good relationships with my clients I know that I can hold space where people can talk about really difficult issues I know that I bring a lot of warmth and compassion and I know that I love doing this job and it gives me um, a lot of purpose and inspiration and I love being creative and supporting people so I focus on those things and it is still true maybe that I haven't done as much research as other people I'm not as young as that person or I am not as technically good at see cognitive behavior therapy as someone else those are all truths but actually it's not helpful for me to compare myself to other people. It's actually much more fo helpful for me to focus on my strengths because every individual has their own strengths, every individual has their own weaknesses, but it's so much more helpful if we can spend time every day more reflecting on our strengths more, rather than casting our eyes sideways and thinking of all the things that we lack. And just to share something else on the whole comparing front, I am one of four sisters and um, I'm very fortunate actually me and my sisters get on very very well very supportive of one another and um, we're all incredibly different though incredibly different I have got one sister who was super academic went to Cambridge is very very musical I've got another sister as well who didn't do any further education but who's brilliant at driving a tractor and can do loads of practical things so I think it's so important actually you know because if, if my sisters were comparing themselves with each other you know, they're just so different. It's like comparing two different types of fruit or something. <laughs> um, where, you know, rather than just celebrating the individual strengths. Anyway, I feel I'm starting to waffle. So I hope that's given you a bit of an insight into comparisons and to support you into stop, stopping to, com oh, I cannot speak, to stop comparing yourself with others. So in summary, look at the roots, number one. If you compare yourself a lot to others, think about where that is rooted. Number two, raise awareness of the habit so you can start to interrupt it and have a different relationship with it. So notice if you're comparing a lot. Number three, notice where you're doing it. So are you doing it online? Are you doing it 
around certain family members? Are you doing it around certain friendship situations? And number four, challenge the unfair comparisons. Do the whole cafe exercise, look at people walking past, notice that everyone does not look like a supermodel by any means. And number five, focus on your strengths. Notice your own unique qualities that are special to you and stop looking sideways and instead dig deep, focus inwards, put the blinkers on to comparisons. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the Eating Disorder Therapist underscore. Do join my Bite Size Therapy. If you enjoy this podcast and you want additional content, you can try it for a week first for free and then it's only five pounds a month for extra content that's video content additional podcasts etc if you enjoy this podcast i'd be so grateful if you'd follow rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners so thank you so much for that thank you so much for listening and you might also if you missed the advert at the beginning you might want to join our online event now which was initially in london but we've gone online because of that is the demand from all of you guys and we want to be able to reach as many people as possible. So that's the inspirational, transformational event, Inspiring Prevention Around Eating Disorders and Body Image Issues online now. Link is in the show notes, Saturday, September the 30th, 2023. Okay, look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.